That's the big show. 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Better don't, late than never. Don't mind us. We're just uh, talking about LeVar Ball. Uh, how are you over there? You doing all right? Just changing gears. We're going to talk to Sam Amick coming up here momentarily. He'll join us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Very eager to hear Sam Amick's uh, uh, evaluation of the trade the Jazz pulled off today. funny. We're all talking positive about this. Sam comes on and says, ah, it all sucks. And just blisters it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, most of the most of the uh, the reaction from a national standpoint has been really positive. Yeah. I mean, Zach Lowe for ESPN wrote an article where he's very complimentary of it, saying it puts the Jazz in finals contention. So Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people agree with that. Joining us now from The Athletic, he's our good friend Sam Amick. Hi, Sam. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. All right. We've been eager for it all show long, Sam. Give us your evaluation, your feedback. What would you think about the Conley trade? Man, F minus. I don't know what Dennis Lindsay's doing. You know, this is terrible. No, I like it a lot. Um, You actually got me, uh, kind of reminded me with the Zach Lowe reference. I want to read what Zach had to say. Um, I mean, my two cents, I, I didn't end up writing on it, but I just just stating the obvious. It's just filling a, a massive hole. You know, Ricky Rubio is a very good player, and you know, had some definite highlights there, and, and a guy who contributed and was great for the culture that they had. But Mike and you know his pedigree, and a guy who has you know been playing at a very high level for a long time, played a, a lot of high level basketball in the playoffs, um, two way player, a guy who's still if you break down his numbers last year, you know before they kind of went into that tank mode. I mean, he's still producing. And the, the health is the biggest thing with Mike. Uh, but I, I really like him a lot as a fit next to Donovan Mitchell because we all saw what happened in both of these, you know, series against Houston the last two years in the playoffs. And with Donovan, it's 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 funny. This is a weird parallel to make. But out in L.A., they give up a lot to get Anthony Davis because the clock is ticking on LeBron James. But that's more of an age, father time type thing. The clock is ticking on Donovan Mitchell in a different kind of way. And just the idea that, you know, if, if he keeps kind of butting his head up against his wall and they don't put the kind of supporting cast around him that makes him feel like they can surpass what they did a couple of years ago when they had, you know, the kind of the best record, best thing going in the second half of the regular season, then that's going to come at a cost and come with a ripple effect. And I think Mike could be a guy that, that he can do his thing with, you know, in a different way for quite a few years. So it, it did come with a cost and the guys they lost, I mean, Jay Crowder and Kyle and the rest, it's, you know, that's, the, that's what comes with doing a trade like this. But I like, uh, I like the deal quite a bit. You know, Sam, I think you're right on point there. And when we've talked with you through the years, You've been complimentary of the Jazz and what they were doing, but there was always sort of these things you could point out at the offensive end that they needed. They needed a shot creator. They needed uh, a more reliable shooter, uh, maybe a better setup guy. All this was always there, even though the Jazz were good. Now, I mean, I don't think anybody can argue that they're a better team now than they were yesterday. No, I agree. And again, it's it's another interesting parallel that comes to mind for me to your point, Gordon, is that Steph Curry in these most recent playoffs, I mean, Steph is an all world player. He changed the game forever with the way he started shooting the three point ball, earned both of his MVP awards. I voted for him both years, certainly. 
Um, but all that being said, in these most recent playoffs, when Kevin Durant got hurt and then Clay Thompson got hurt, what did we see? We saw swarming defenses from the Raptors just throwing all these different bodies at him. And then it's reaching a point where his humanity was exposed. Like he's just not, he's not LeBron where he can be a human bowling pin and, and, you know, knock everybody down around him and fight through all that from a physicality standpoint, or even a Kawhi Leonard type. Um, Donovan is more physical than Steph, but we see fairly routinely when the games matter most opposing defenses able to, to kind of gimmick their scheme in the kind of way that just puts him in a tough spot and it puts a cap on his ability to do his job in the kind of way that, that he can when he, when it's a healthier landscape on the jazz side. And that's where Mike is going to be big because Mike's combination of shooting and playmaking offensively, you just can't, you can't put all your eggs into that defending Donovan basket. I mean, Mike can give you 30 any given night. And I still think he's just young enough when it comes to his ability to do that, that that's going to be a very real thing. And then, you also don't want to lose anything when it comes to your identity on the other side. And so having that head of the snake, so to speak, defensively, and having a guy in Mike who can guard you know, any, any opposing one in the league as well as anybody, that's huge in, in this trade too. Seems like a lot of the Western Conference teams now think that the door is open uh, for good reason, obviously, with Golden State going through what they're going through. How does this help the Jazz keep up with, say, the Lakers and what's going on in the Western Conference right now? Do you think this keeps them as kind of an upper echelon playoff team? Yeah, I do. I mean, there's a lot, you know, the, it's, it's kind of, it's a good time to have stability. And I think the Jazz all of a sudden very, very quickly um, and the theory of relativity is coming into play here, but like they have more than most because, you know, the Warriors just, uh, unfortunately for them, just luck hit them finally in, in the worst kind of way. And they are where they are. Houston has imploded ever since they lost to the Warriors in the second round. We don't know what that looks like when October rolls around, but right now you cannot claim that Houston has stability. The Jazz are now, it's kind of phase two. Rudy Gobert's been doing his thing for however many years now. Uh, they don't want to lose any more years in his prime, you know, with, with having a ceiling and what they can do collectively. And But they still have same GM, same coach, same star player, you know, and same general approach uh, to what they're doing. And that, I think, next season is the kind of thing that is going to help you win a whole lot of games in the regular season. And then now on top of that, once Mike gets comfortable playing in that system and getting to know these guys as teammates, now you've got a really experienced group when it's playoff time because Mike's got a long, long resume in playoff basketball. And these other guys, you know, Donovan Chief among them, have their own stories and their own experiences and kind of lessons learned along that, you know, that way. Um, that's where I think Utah's going to be, you know, right there with the Denvers when it comes to, to trying to, to bank on that going into next season. We'll see who else ends up going to the Lakers because star power still matters if they get – Another big-time player, that's trouble for the rest of them, but they're not going to have the depth that teams like Denver or Utah do at this point. I'm glad you brought up the defensive aspect of this whole thing, Sam, because last year we saw, and, and this is unfortunate because it sounds like we're ripping Ricky Rubio. I mean, like you said, he's a, he's a fine player, but he would get beat on the perimeter, and then that would, that would, even though the Jazz were good defensively, oftentimes we would see Rudy Gobert having to, 
having to uh, move in ways that he was uncomfortable moving. And now when you have a point guard like this who can play the defensive end like that, it'll give Rudy, it'll make Rudy even more effective. Because he'll stay, Mike, Mike Conley will stay between his man and the basket, and that'll make it much more difficult. And then at the offensive end, Mike Conley's one of the best pick and roll guys around. Yep, and both those things. I mean, that that's where the, just the game of basketball is different in general, right? Because you've got to have skill sets and talents that complement one another, and we see both sides of that all the time. We see when certain players just don't mesh and. You know, and, and Ricky, and maybe in his younger years, was more of an elite defender and didn't expose Rudy in the way that he did occasionally last year. But that's not the case anymore, and he's been doing it for quite a while. Now, Mike has too, but, you know, the, the eyeball test tells you that, that Mike is still doing his thing. And not only that, I mean, I'm a sucker for just the general idea that, you know, high-level players who have something to prove. Like, you would hear for the longest time that Mike didn't want to play in the West. And I've actually... You've been dying to ask him this question because I think, out of fairness, like you can't just put that narrative out there if it's not true. But the idea had been that um, that you know I'm sorry, it was trying to get out of the West. That for All Star purposes, that he just was tired of losing out on the, you know All Star berths because of how many good point guards there were in the West. You know, that's a guy who's going to have a chip on his shoulder. That's a guy who just answered his phone the other day and was FaceTiming with his old buddy. Marcus Saul when Mark won a championship with the Raptors because they're just best friends and you're sitting there being happy for your buddy who went to a new location, who celebrated. You know, I thought about tweeting this earlier today. Like who the heck knows if you know, if the cards fall a certain way, if the Jazz could get some more help this summer in free agency, then, you know, could Mike Conley be FaceTime and Marcus All next year? Um, never say never. Like this is we you know, we never would have talked about Toronto winning the championship this past season, and, and here we are. So, uh, yeah, I think Mike, for just a ton of reasons, is, is a great fit for them. Sam Amick with us, uh, your NBA Daily Assist, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, Sam, obviously Mike Conley is the big story around here, but I do want to ask you a couple of uh, other NBA questions. And it's been a wild few days in the news for the Houston Rockets, and I know you uh, I know you spent some time down there doing some stories around that franchise this past season, and I guess I want to ask a, a really open-ended question, like what exactly is going on down there? Um, I mean, a lot of uncomfortableness, a lot of – second guessing based on you know the approach they took and what they wanted to accomplish together and just the reality that it didn't did not pan out that way and now everybody it sounds funny like for lack of a better way of putting it everybody's a little cranky you know Mike D'Antoni's a little cranky because he kind of feels like his body of work as a coach warrants the type of uh, contract extension that would put him, you know, up to a certain level based on, you know, how he has performed in relation to his peers. Well, the relatively new owner of the Rockets, Tillman Fertitta, has been stubborn on that front, doesn't agree with him, and they've just had a really messy contract negotiation, even though Mike has one year left on his deal. Um, From there, I mean, you've got this system offensively with James Harden holding the ball at historic levels and winning an MVP, maybe winning a second one, we'll find out later this month. And it's it's a strategy that has worked. It's a strategy that has led to the second-best offense of all time last season based on the numbers, but it didn't get them a championship. And the thing that I think was glossed over a little bit in the interim is that that approach requires 
a great deal of sacrifice from everybody around James. And sacrifice is a funny thing, and this is universal. Um, a sacrifice is a lot easier to, to, to do when success is part of the equation. You know, when this is another kind of attempt at a parallel, but like when the Warriors convinced Andre Iguodala to come off the bench and to be a sixth man, um, that became what he was because they won the whole darn thing. And success made it easier for him to sacrifice. And, you know, in the Rockets' case, it didn't pay off. So now guess what? Chris Paul's unhappy. Other guys are unhappy. And, and you're kind of seeing what you're seeing. Sam, you are the best. Thank you so much for jumping on with us and giving us a review of that trade, man. We appreciate it. No problem, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Sam Amick of The Athletic. And uh, I, you know, I think he's... Thinking what we all are. This is a yeah. good, aggressive move for the Jazz. It immediately makes them better. Um, I certainly think it puts them in the mix with the rest of the Western Conference. I mean, like we said, we'll see what the Lakers do to fill out the roster. We'll see what ends up happening in Golden State. But, I mean, you look at uh, a team built around Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and Rudy Gobert, and you put that up against pretty much any big three in the league at this point, yeah, I would say. It gives say. you a chance. It gives you a chance. And I don't know, have there been times in the past, over the past two or three years, when you thought the Jazz really had a chance to win the West? No. I mean, they were good. I haven't felt but that. But not at that level. And now you think maybe the pieces are coming into place where they could really battle for an NBA title. And if that doesn't get Jazz fans excited, I don't know what would. I think I haven't felt like that about the Jazz since D. Will and Booze. And even with D. Will and Booze, they were such a bad matchup with the Lakers and the Spurs that it was almost unlikely that they, so unlikely that they would win the West because uh, they just couldn't get past either of those yeah, two teams. So, I, I covered that down there, and I remember them being there when they were eliminated. And I just I didn't think they had a chance yeah. to beat the Spurs. So it's been a long time. It's been a long time since they've been in that conversation. They weren't in that conversation with Hayward. I don't think. No. And and plus, Golden State was in the height of doing what Golden State was doing. I mean, we saw the Jazz with Hayward go up against the, the, the Warriors, and it wasn't pretty. So I didn't feel that way then. I don't think you did. So it's been a long time since we felt like the Jazz had a, had a legit shot to come out of the West. And now they do. At least That's right now with this moment, it does. Right. Yes. And... <laughs> What do you say to that, Jazz fans? Give us a call, man. Let's talk. We don't do this very often where we open up the phones, but this is one of those circumstances where I think it's healthy for all of us to hear how uh, how the fan base is reacting to this. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Funny tweet from Vincent who uh, tweets out. It says, listening to Sam talk, and he said he was a sucker for something, but all I can think about is the Gordon drop. I'm a sucker for grass. Um, you are a sucker for grass. Yeah, but the kind you play on, not the kind that you get high on. I don't know. When you originally made that quote, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's what you were talking about. That's what I was talking about. I have never smoked dope. I'm a sucker for grass. I don't, I don't know what that even is. I, I, know, I know some people who have been high on on uh, smoking dope. Do you? Yeah, but uh, not Got me. Got a couple of friends. <laughs> Yeah, quite a few. But, but anyway, that's in, in eight five five three four zero zone. Call. Do I now. have to rattle my friends? Is this like an no. honor code thing? No, it's just it's just kind of funny to hear. Say, well, I have friends. That Wee, do. I don't care right now because I'm kind of high. 
Yeah, uh, that was just a joke. High on what there? But not uh, grass, apparently. No, uh, but uh, you know, I like games that are played on real grass. What, what can I tell you? No turf I mean, for you. I'm not talking about Doc Ellis pitching a, a no hitter on LSD or whatever he was doing that day. All right, eight five five three four zero zone. Let's get our uh, listeners' uh, reaction to the big trade. Mike Conley coming to the Jazz. Chris is next on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Hi, Chris. Hi, bud. How are you guys doing today? Great. Uh, How are you? It's uh, an interesting day. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Just got off work, so I'm a lot better. All right. Yeah. So, what do you do for a living? We uh, have a packaging company. Oh, do you? We package herbs and food and whatnot. So, so has it been lucrative for you? Are you a wealthy man? Uh, well, not quite as wealthy as you, but ah. I could afford your spare tire. I could afford m- maybe helping you out on a spare tire Austin, for your you, ride. Did you tell him to say that? Hi-ya! Chris is my, no. my favorite no, listener I of the just day. Listen. <laughs> I listen to it every day, so uh, I know that's promo worthy. Wow. Chris, you uh, you just might be uh, in a promo after uh, that, that was funny shot. That yeah. was that was very good. Yeah. What do you make of the trade, Chris? What do you think? Um, hated to see Crowder go because I think he adds a little bit of fire to the the mix. Not that he's all that uh, the the best shooter that they had, but he just added a little bit of fire to the mix. I think. Um, but so, I think maybe. So do you think that, Tobias Harris? It, they, Tobias they, Harris would be a great addition. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no doubt about that. I uh, I think this ship has probably sailed on Tobias Harris. Yeah, I don't see the Jazz landing some big free agent. They just now. don't have enough money, Chris. They they could potentially have around twenty one million dollars if they don't pick up Favors' option. But I would imagine, well, I, uh, Tobias Harris is going to command much more than that. You know, but they can get a guy, Chris. They can find you know, where they go out and sign Dave the Hammer Schultz, some enforcer out there to come in and fire everybody up. What year was that reference from? Like 75, I think. Chris, yeah. thank you for the joke. Or jo- even maybe Ameritech. Yeah, right. They, now that, I think Nikola Miritich, I think that's a little bit more probably in the price range of what the Jazz are going to have left. And Chris, thank you for the phone call. Excellent joke uh, there about Gordon. That, that really made my day. I was just trying to be engaging and talk with him and find out a little bit about him and all of a sudden, he's spitting fire. Are you looking for a loan, or what are you looking for there? Yeah, that was a really Let's personal question. Let's not ask question. our listeners what they're worth. Seriously. You can ask me and insult me, but not our listeners. What are you doing? So they ran a packaging company. That are sounded you, uh, like a wealthy It could be a man. mail carrier. Yeah, right. That could be anything. Yeah, all right. Sorry. Sorry for asking. It's just a really personal question, man. What are you driving? <laughs> and you say you're not superficial. I'm not. I was just trying to... If you're a one get percenter, get to know Chris a little better. I didn't want. I'm not trying to gold dig or anything. Uh, yeah, I know. It's I don't just know why like, you ask that question if you're not. I don't really. either. I'm really confused as to the motivation behind asking that question. Do you do that a lot? So if when you're, you're trying to get to I know tend, people, I'd kind of tend to. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you pulling down? <laughs> no, these days? I don't say that usually, but sometimes. In, in the spirit of being interested in somebody's life, I'll ask a question that might be perceived that way. Or interested in their opinion. Or not. So what are you making there, Chris? What are you pu- what, what, what You're kind a of- school teacher? Okay. Next caller. Yeah, right. We're not- I, I didn't say it like that. Uh, let's go to the, our next caller, Joel. Joel, you're on the big show. How are you, Joel? 
good. How are you guys? Uh, Joel, do you make enough money to be talking to Gordon right now? <laughs> I, I don't know. I might be able to shine his shoes. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. I'm going to come in one day, and I'm going to be asking everybody for donations because I'm going to be flat broke. Why would that be? I don't know. <laughs> All right, Joel, let's talk a little basketball, man. What would you make of the trade today? I love the trade. I think we got to not sign Favors extension because you got to go after another big that can play outside and play defense. So was giving up Crowder, who could shoot the three. It wasn't very well at it, but he was better than Favors. So I think you got to go after another big that can play outside to spread the floor a little bit. So let me let me get this straight. Are you suggesting keeping Favors and accomplishing that simultaneously? No, you got to get rid of Favors okay. and go after another big that can spread the floor. Okay. All right, thanks for the phone call, Joel. We appreciate it. Well, if they do that, then they'll have a lot more money. Uh, we'll get to more calls a little bit later on in the show. They'll have like, what, $22 million, $24 million? 21-ish if they don't pick up Favors option. Yeah. So maybe they could uh, afford, but it better be an upgrade to Favors. We talked about that earlier. If you're going to do that, you better be sure you're getting a better player or yeah, a, a player that makes it, makes it a better team. If the Jazz do that, then, I mean, all hell's breaking loose. You All right, know, and that might be in a positive way, not necessarily anything negative for sure. I like this though. Getting the feedback from our listeners eight five five three four zero zone. If uh, if you're on hold, hang out there. We'll get some more calls coming up around the corner. And we won't ask you your personal financial information. Well, you might. You just did. That's not what I said. He said that he ran a packaging company, and I just said, well, what is that? I meant, has that been lucrative? You asked you? if he was a wealthy man. Well, I kind of did. Yeah, you I? did. I didn't mean it like that, really. Joining us now in studio from Wasatch Men- Medical Clinic, man. our friend Andrew Reinhardt. And Andrew, you don't need to ask or answer personal financial questions. Just a poor ED guy. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you help people. Right. That's what you do, Andrew. You help people. Right. We do. We've got a new treatment for erectile dysfunction. Um, this is a, a hot subject, it turns out, when you start to talk about it. Guys have been suffering in silence with ED. We've got a new treatment called acoustic wave therapy. Um, we do it with multiple different technologies. It it opens up the blood vessels in this part of the body, causes blood vessels to regrow. Um, x-rays will show that as a guy ages, the, the blood vessels in this part of the body shrivel up. So they kind of become clogged, and that's what causes ED. Uh, people treat it with meds. This is a solution to the root cause of the problem. So no medication, normal function in the bedroom. And it's just a matter of going in, getting checked out to see if it's a good fit, and then a few procedures and you're done. You're done. Yeah, this isn't something you have to repeat for life. That's a good point. Um, the meds, you have to take forever and you'll probably have to take more and more. Uh, this is, for most guys, a couple weeks, two, three weeks, and you're done. You do not have to repeat it. And you've had a lot of success with tons of different candidates uh, across the spectrum. Yeah, across the spectrum. And and really, if you've got some function, partial function left, um, you're a great candidate. And you probably know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, you can get back to likely 100%. Now's the time to treat it. We have a lot of younger guys. And for our listeners, you're making this basically a no-brainer. We are. Pick up the phone. Call us right now. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. You will be comfortable. Uh, the doctor will do an assessment for free. Um, he'll do a blood flow ultrasound, a complete diagnosis. There's no cost. You can come and just learn about it. And not going to bill your insurance either. 
801-901-8000 is the number. 801-901-8000. Get on that schedule. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll have more phone calls, more Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my will, the blood of three. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I let you love what I thought it was mine. You came along and Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to remind you about our friends at Ivory Homes as Utah's number one home builder, builder. Ivory Homes brings experience, quality, and design to every home and community they build. Learn more at ivoryhomes.com. Also want to remind you about the uh, Salt Lake City Summer League. Get your crew together and show us what you've got. Visit 1280thezone.com and enter to win a free entry for your team in the Salt Lake City Summer League three-on-three tournament. This year's tournament takes place July 1st. And there's a spot for everyone, kids or adults, male or female, competitive or just for fun. Enter today. Big you play, news. You're playing that Jerry Lee Lewis music. I was waiting for the ball toss. Yeah, that's what uh, I think uh, everybody around here probably thinks about. How long has that uh, feature been a part of jazz games? Man, long time. I don't know. As, I think as long as the arena's been here. Really? I think so. Going As long as I can remember. Uh, we uh, we have some uh, room on the phone lines. We're taking calls today. Uh, we don't uh, often take uh, a ton of phone calls, but we figured on a day like today where Mike Conley is traded to the Utah Jazz, it's a good day to get the pulse of the Jazz Nation out there. 855-340-ZONE is your number, 855-340-9663. So far, the reaction has been about what we would expect, uh, namely people agree with you and me. And, yeah. I- and, and most people who have been observing this, think it's a great move by the Jazz. And, uh, and you know, if you have a varying opinion, we're all ears. Um, one real quick, and then we'll jump back to the phone lines, at Laker Ute. So keep that all in right. mind here for a second. Uh, tweets at us, says, You guys are kidding, right? Jazz coming out of the West? I tune in for the comedy, but this is too much. And he's a Laker fan? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the Lakers haven't made the playoffs in six years. He's probably frustrated, pent up. And adding Anthony Davis doesn't add shooting, which was their big problem. They've got to figure out a way to spread the floor. And maybe they do. And maybe the Lakers make a big move and, and we're saying, uh, well, that puts them uh, at the front of the pack. But as of right now today, with the big three in, in Rudy, Donovan, and Mike Conley, I mean, you've got to put that up against whatever else is in the West. I don't understand that comment from a, a Lakers fan. Oh, yeah. they, he thinks that LeBron and AD, it's automatic. The Lakers are in the are in the automatic. That's seat. not automatic, you know. I mean, uh, whatever. Well, we thought it a was lot of things have been automatic. I thought the year that the Pistons were going uh, to beat the Lakers, that the Lakers going to win that year, and uh, this team, what they're assembling now, is nowhere near as good as that one was. Back to the phone lines we go. Grayson is next on the Big Show. What's up, Grayson? Hey, how's it going? Terrific. What do you think about the Conley deal? I actually am a little disappointed in the Conley deal, to be honest. All right, tell us why. Um, I think the reason why is because, like, I don't know, he's 32. Well, he's going to be 32 years old. He's already injury prone. I really honestly wanted D'Angelo Russell. I thought he was a better option. He was an upcoming star. I think he's more explosive than... Conley, I know a lot of people disagree with, disagree with me on that, but honestly, I think we should invest instead of basically 
you know, you don't just grab the fudge because you want the fudge. You you invest, you bake a little bit, and then you get the ultimate prize at but, the end. But okay, so let me let me, let me let me ask you about that. I mean, the Jazz is in a hurry right now, right? Because of the circumstance with, uh, with, Donovan. with uh, Donovan and with Rudy. They want to impress these guys. They want to win now as opposed to grow the thing for three or four years from now. Yeah, it's true, but, I mean, you think of the big picture. I mean, you know, Rudy Rudy's just – I feel like Rudy's fully invested in Utah based on how, what he says and how he supports uh, the city. I'm not really worried about Rudy being a ticking time bomb necessarily. Uh, yeah, Donovan, I could see why he'd leave if we didn't win now. Um, but honestly, it's just – I don't know. D'Angelo Russell has, I think, what we need, but I could live with Conley as long as he stays healthy, doesn't play dumb, and is explosive. Um, but honestly, I I think Conley was a little just just a little rushed, but I think I can live with it as a Jazz fan because I mean I have to live with it because we have him. Well, Grayson, thank you for the phone call. Well done. We appreciate you making it, and uh, you know. All all opinions are welcome here on the big show. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I I do I do disagree with Grayson for a couple of reasons. And let's let's talk about D'Angelo Russell for a second. Okay. I think today Mike Conley is a better player than D'Angelo Russell. Well, I, I actually don't think there's much of an argument there. But today, I'm not you know taking youth out of the equation because that's what Russell has going for him. He's he's young and he's on the same kind of youth track that that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are on. So I, I get that argument. But today, going into next year, Mike Connolly I think is a better player, and it was it was a far from a guarantee that the Jazz would have any sort of shot at D'Angelo Russell. So. It would it be worth in that scenario, and, and he wanted D'Angelo. Would it be worth waiting, possibly missing out on Conley for an, an opportunity at right, Russell? Right, that's a great point. And you talk about the risk of injury and whatnot. Well, there's a risk in being able to acquire somebody right. like that. It, to get Russell, it would have required a lot of factors to go the Jazz way. First and foremost, being that he's a restricted free agent, and that would mean that the Nets wouldn't want him. Now, people out there will say, oh, they're going to sign Kyrie Irving and let Russell go. Well, we don't know that necessarily. They could keep both of them together. But then if that were to happen, then you're betting on that there isn't going to be a team out there that's going to attract him more than the Jazz, that he would be number one on on their list or that they would be number one on his list. And that's far from a guarantee. So it's it's the main reason, Gordon, why I always thought that the Jazz were going to make a move this summer, and it was going to be more likely a trade. You've been saying than a free that for agent. you've been saying that for two months. It, this sounds kind of harsh, but they have to come here when you trade for them. You take their opinion out of it. They have to come here if you make a trade for them, and that's that's Mike Conley. I mean, and you remember that buzz around the trade deadline that he didn't want to come to Utah? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. If he wants to make $65 million, his opinion does not matter. I think he'll uh, – if, if that was – if there was some truth to that – I Which think it we had, don't know. And I don't know. But it, it probably had more to do with what Sam Amick was talking about, about you know how tough it is to be an all-star in the West – versus the East. And that's the other part of your comparison with Angelo Russell. He goes back East and suddenly he's a star player. Come on out of here and play with the big boys. If he comes back out West, does he go back to being Lakers, D'Angelo? Yeah. Right. 
and and probably not a, a regression of that magnitude, but would even even want to come west? To your point, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I think part That's, of the reason I honestly think part of the reason Gordon Hayward went to Boston not only was Brad Stevens and all that stuff. We want to play in the East; it's easier. Better to have one bird in hand than two in the bush. Right? I I don't think the Jazz, unless they got a wink, wink, nod, nod, this is happening. Which some teams do because tampering is a thing now. Where or it's no, uh, unless you know Tobias Harris's agent called somebody close to Dennis Lindsay or Justin Zanuck because they wouldn't call them directly. You know, called mm. their uh, their neighbor and said Tobias is coming. Mark it down. Get the jerseys printed. This is happening. Um, bird in the hand, ball in the carpet. I agree with you. Take I, the take the guy you can get. I agree with you. I think there are signals that are sent that are fairly readable and the teams have an idea whether they have a good shot at somebody or not unless you're working with a snake in the grass well are you talking about uh, the lakers gm no i was talking more about gordon hayward oh i see but you get the point i thought you were making like a like a carlos boozer Lion to Gordon Gunn kind of angle there. No, no, yeah. no. Okay, I got it. Eight five five three four zero zone is the number. Let's go now to Ashton. Hello, Ashton. How are you? Doing good. How you doing? Terrific. What do you think of the trade, Ashton? So, as far as point guards go, I think Conley is probably one of the best options we could have got. Um, but at the same time, I was listening to the show. I think it was a couple of days ago, and they were talking about, you know, a bunch of the players that we have, Rubio was one of them, um, are better role players. And if you had somebody that you brought in, maybe a Tobias, you know, a, a scorer at a different position, that those role players would be able to play their positions better, um, and it would make the team better all in all. Um so I think that at point guard, you know, we did as good as we could, but I still think um, we might need another piece to really bring it all together. I I, agree, I, I agree with what uh, some of you are saying there, but I, one thing, Mike Conley, he's a he's a shot creator. Is Tobias Harris a shot creator? Not necessarily. He's not. I don't want to eliminate him from that category, but not like Mike Conley certainly. I, well, of course, the Jazz are going to have to add more pieces to to round out the roster. I mean, you know, they got to they got to play get with eight guys. Yeah, right. You, they're going to have to add somebody, and they'll have some room to add guys mid level, that sort of thing. And again, it it depends on picking up Derek Favors. But the Jazz have been able to develop slash find role players. They have. They've been they've been really good at that. In fact, so I don't see why. That wouldn't continue. And again, it's so much harder to find somebody of Mike Conley's ca- uh, status or, or caliber right. than it is of Jay Cow- Crowder's caliber. No offense to Jay Crowder, but you can find that. That's out there. I guarantee you that the Jazz have a list of players for this scenario yep. that they are targeting and that they think they have a realistic shot at. And that was all part taken into consideration as a part of the deal. Uh, all right, let's get back to the zone phone. Jeff is with us. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Are you, are you there? Hey, guys. How you doing there? Good, well, good. I just need to know what your uh, annual income is. My annual income? <laughs> well, I work I work for UPS. That ought to tell you something right there. Oh, you're a wealthy man then. Okay, proceed. 
Hey guys, I gotta tell you, listening to uh, off and on all day long after the trade came down, and uh, I gotta tell you, man, I think most of these guys that are on the downer side with Mike Conley really haven't seen uh, progression in the Jazz organization. I was one of those guys that hopped on the bus right away as soon as uh, Battistone brought him up. Been watching him for 40 years. The Mike Conley trade. I don't understand why everybody wants to stand around and wait for D'Angelo Russell or Drew Holiday or whatever, because they got to tell you something. These guys may or may not fall. Yeah. Jazz did good. They did very well getting Mike. I don't care if it's for two years or not. Uh, I can guarantee you Spider's happy. I agree with you, and thanks yeah. for the phone call. Yep. Uh, we really appreciate There's it. There's some perspective. Well, and the Jazz, this is kind of uncharacteristic. This is an aggressive move, and this is what all the patience builds up to. This is what you kind of save your assets and, and maneuver for, for the right deal to come along. We've argued about that a million times, and this, they feel, is the right deal to push their flexibility and their all their chips into the middle mm-hmm. and acquire that third piece, and Go I think it's it. got a lot of potential, yep. and that's what they're doing. They're going that's for what, it. That's what they're doing, going for it, and good for them. All right, coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report. We want to remind you about our friends at the U Conference. U Conference Football 14U Division will allow players the full high school experience. High school rules, unlimited weights, real football. If you're tired of rec league competition, sign up today at UConferenceFootball.org. Let's compete, let's play. Not Sports, straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. The Jazz with Mike Conley. The biggest thing with this is he is not a liability on the floor when it comes to something like shooting. And in the NBA today, space on the floor is going to be critical. You can't have a guy that's going to be a major liability in that area. The Jazz have been able to win 50 games without a point guard that can shoot. Now they're hoping that this insertion can at least get them closer to where they ultimately want to go. Let's say Conley comes in and doesn't give you a career high of 22. He's still up there around 20 points a game. Even if it's 18 points a game guaranteed. That's what he averages. You add that to Donovan Mitchell's 24, which I think he'll improve to 26 or 28. This is a really good future and win now move for the Utah Jazz. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Worn through a party in the county jail The prison band was there, they began to wail The band was jumping and the joint began to swing You should have heard this locked out jailbird sing that rock Everybody let rock Everybody in old cell block Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Bowler is going to be in the house uh, coming up top of 5 o'clock hour. Very eager to get Bowler's reaction to the Mike Conley trade. But until then, Gordo, where are we going today? We're Well, uh, I have a list in front of me Uh-oh. of the cheatingest cities in America. What this, do you mean cheating us? Like this, like swindle your fellow no, man or like This is a hot list from Ashley Madison apparently, the world's leading married dating website. Well, they would know. Yeah, they would know. Well, they did. They issued this uh, hot list uh for people looking for some summer loving. Mm-hmm. Married people. Mhm. 
and uh, and I I'm not familiar with Ashley Madison other than the fact that it is uh, a, a married dating website essentially. We don't believe you, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Why why wouldn't you believe me? I'm kidding. Oh, all right. Well, the twenty cheatingest cities for infidelity in the U.S. of A. I'll just give you the I'll just give you the ten. All right. Number ten is Gilbert, Arizona. Wow, that's random. Okay. Number nine, Tampa, Florida. All right. Number eight, Las Vegas, Nevada. No big surprise there. I'm surprised I it's not in the top three. Yeah. Number seven, Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, you know. Uh, Got to find something to do. Six, Atlanta, Georgia. Five, Fremont, California. Four, Pittsburgh, PA. Number three, St. Louis, Missouri. Number two, Newark, New Jersey. And number one, give me a guess. Salt Lake City. Orlando, Florida. The home of Walt Disney World? Well, what what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. It just seems somehow, I don't know, incongruous. That's a word. So what do all these cities have in common then? Is there a... uh, a Connective tissue. That I don't. I'm a if you live in th- this type, would of you use another term, please? Oh, I don't want to hear Jake. about connecting tissues. All right. I didn't, you could have I, said anything else. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Is there something uh, in common between these cities? That They're spread all over the country. Okay. I I don't know. Well, there's a bunch of Florida ones, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I just seems no Salt Lake City is not. On the hot list. Not at all. No. Okay. Are they in the 10, 11 through 20? Nope. All right. So we're fairly faithful then. Uh, 20, I'll just go Arlington, Texas, Anaheim, California, Sacramento, Boston, Seattle, Plano, Texas, St. Petersburg, uh, Car- Garland, Texas, Cleveland, and Hialeah, Florida. All right. Complete the top 20. This is why the Not Sports Report was invented. Stories For like this? this information. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, not movies, music, no, not pop culture, no. Well, Who's cheating more? Well, I, I know you guys aren't interested in cheating, but apparently there's a number of Americans who are. Okay, but I don't know how often it goes on in our humble abode here. What? Well, whatever uh, you know, whatever people got to do out there to get through their day, I suppose. I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm not judging. Yeah, ask Andrew if he's ever heard of Ashley Madison. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure most people have. <laughs> Andrew Reinhardt of Wasatch Medical Clinic joining us now for an extremely awkward transition, but nonetheless, my patients maybe. If oh. Yeah, see, there you go. Oh, wow, get uh, right. get get back up and running. Uh, let's talk about how uh, you can help our listeners out there who hopefully are happily married or right. at very least dating. <laughs> in yeah. a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So uh, guys struggling with erectile dysfunction, kind of a taboo and awkward subject. Um, we have seen a lot of guys come in that have failed, uh, failed in the bedroom, of course, failed with medication, failed with injections. Our treatment eliminates the need for all of that. And and that's really why we're so busy is acoustic wave therapy opens up the blood vessels, um, increases blood flow in this part of the body. And if you think about a guy with ED, what does he need more of blood? That's exactly what this does. So a series of treatments can get you back to normal without the medication needed. 
And don't put up with those side effects. They sound terrible. I they're, mean, this sounds are, like such terrible. a better way to go. Yeah, the headaches the next day, the blurred vision. Um, and the other thing is, if the pill works for you now, it will stop. And mm. I mean, this is fact now. Five or seven years from now, it won't work and you'll have to take quadruple. Um, it fixed the physical issue. That's what our treatments do. Not the symptom, but it's not a band aid, right? It's yeah. the root cause of the problem, which is lack of blood flow. And you're making it a no-brainer for our listeners uh, with a special deal. We are. Pick up the phone. Call us right now. Um, we will do a free assessment, free exam, blood flow ultrasound. The medical doctor will talk to you about why you've got ED, what has led to that in your life. Um, if the treatments work for you, that's great. If they don't, there's no cost to, to all those that call in right now. All right. Nothing to lose. 801-901-8000. That's the number to call. 801-901-8000. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Bowler joins us next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 the zone. You got Mike Conley, who's as terrific as they come, really, in the position. The Utah Jazz just found their point guard. Conley gets it back from Temple. Open right wing three. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Wow. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and now Mike Conley. The NBA season can't get here soon enough. Your exclusive home for the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.